237 of the Throwdown Thursday podcast. I am your host, Patrick Rahal, but you can call me Patsy the Angry Nerd. And we are brought to you by the Dorketing Podcast Network. And uh, as such, we are sponsored by Deadly Grounds Coffee. Once you go deadly, you don't go back. Uh, and we are here uh, broadcasting from the Pat Cave, deep within Magenta Manor. And of course, I am not here all alone. I am not here on my own. I am here with my co-host on the show and my co-host in life. She is the Baroness of Bordeaux, the Countess of Cabernet, the Mistress of Merlot, the Real Housewife of Transylvania, the Michael Phelps of Wine, the Queen of the Monsters, and an Honorary Lizzie. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Ashes Von Nightmare. I am not John Reese davies No. Uh... <laughs> Close. Um, Close how? <laughs> uh, you're, you and Gimli are probably around the same height. This is true, yes. Um, yes, for those of you uh, looking to uh, tune in and listen to uh, our interview with Mr. John Rhys-Davies, unfortunately this week uh, there were some technical difficulties and we were unable to uh, get those sorted out in the time frame we had because he had a whole slew of interviews he was doing. Yes. Um, so apparently he usually has somebody with him helping him with the technical stuff. He did not have his assistant or whatever assistance he usually has and was having a really difficult time trying to figure out the workings and of when we got it the interwebs out. and everything. Yes. And unfortunately, by the time we had gotten everything straightened out, it was already past our allotted time slot. So um, I know he had to reschedule with a few other people yeah, as well due to technical difficulties. And I mean, like, like, I totally understand. Well, I was, get it. He's, he's also in, in New yeah, Zealand. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, so. he's in New Zealand, so the time difference alone was something, you know, to, to have to it's work like with. It's like 13 and, hours ahead of us, so it's tomorrow. You know, and Mr. Reese Davies is in his well into his 70s at this yeah. point so it would be like trying to teach your not so tech savvy you know parents or or grandparents how to use something and, but this guy will know, rebuild a, a friggin engine for you yeah, like, yeah. It's, just, it's, it's, it's just it's just how it is and i i totally get it i'm not too i'm not overly tech savvy when it comes to certain things as well you know um so i mean he tried and like i said we are in the process of trying to reschedule with him yep. we will reschedule for him with him at some point in the future so definitely look for uh look for that in the future yeah yeah however if you do want to hear an interview, uh, he like I said, right after like we we kind of got everything ready to go. It just there wasn't enough time to do a quality interview. Uh, he was ready to go, and he did uh, do an interview with our good buddy Coop over at Geek Life HQ. So check out that episode because uh, apparently that was that went really really well, and uh, apparently uh, Coop and uh, John Reese Davies share a birthday, so they, oh, uh, really? they got to talk about that oh, nice. a little bit and. Uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, very, very cool. Uh, yeah, he was supposed to be on a couple of the other shows on, with the Dorkening Network, and those unfortunately didn't happen as well. But everyone is in the process of trying to reschedule. Yeah, we're, we're so we are going, on. like, he wants to do it. He wants to be on the show. And we have all of your questions. And I'm, right. I'm honestly hoping that because of this little, like, maybe we snafu, get a little more than Yeah, 20 maybe we get a little more because we were allotted 20 minutes. And 
there wasn't much of a window in between interviews. So yeah. pretty much enough. There was enough time for him in between interviews to maybe get something to drink, go to the bathroom, you let know, the dog prepped, out. I don't know if he has a dog. Get but for the next yeah, episode. Right. Like, you know. Um, yeah, because we, we were supposed to have him from like 4.30 to 4.50. Because I felt bad. <laughs> Because I'm next, sitting there thinking, the like, oh, my God, o'clock. people are going to think this is, like, the early days of Throwdown Thursday when we're like, oh, our special guest, John Travolta, and it's Patsy doing a really bad John Travolta. Actually, you know, your John Travolta's my not Travolta's bad. It's better. pretty good. Uh, you know, but but your Travolta impression, or like, hey, it's Christopher Walken, and it's hey, you. look at me. It's John Travolta, Do- Reese Davies. <laughs> your Christopher Walken impression that always turns into John Travolta. You have my ex. Oh my God! <laughs> no, uh, we we will have uh, John Reese Davies on at some point. Um, hopefully, hopefully within soon. the next couple of weeks. We're we're trying to make this happen because as soon Grizzly, as possible. Grizzly Two Revenge just came out. Uh, actually, it comes out tomorrow if you're listening to this on Thursday. Um, and he plays an awesome character in that. He does. It's so he's such a badass, and he has an axe. So. He does have an axe. Typecasting. Uh, yeah, apparently, <laughs> you know, thirty years apart, he's being typecast as a badass with an axe. Because uh, I really want to ask him about uh, a movie called uh, "I Am Patrick," where he plays old Patrick. So uh, it is my my understanding that I will grow up to be John Reese Davies. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm not sure if that's how that works. Well, you know, he's playing me in the movie. Are you sure he's playing you? Well, Patrick is a pretty common name. It says it right in the right in the title. I am Patrick, and I am, and apparently he he am also. (laughs) So okay, but yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be discussing uh, some stuff with him hopefully uh, sooner rather than later. Yes, but uh, in the meantime, we. we wanted to make sure we got you a, a good episode. So this week we're going to be discussing some of the stuff we are most looking forward to in this uh, upcoming year. Well, before we even get into well, that. Well, I was segway. No, but I was going to say, like, before we even get into anything, um, thank you all for tuning into our first ever Throwdown Thursday live show. Oh, yeah. That was a ton of fun. That was a lot of fun. We loved interacting with you guys in real time. Thank you all for your emails, your voicemails, everyone who jumped on the all show, the everyone who was commenting in the live chat. Like, that was amazing. We anticipated only going for a couple hours, and we went for four and a half hours. <laughs> More than that. By the, t- by the time we- We started at 7 We finished PM. at 11.40. Like approximately seven p.m. Yeah, and we lit. We we finished. I I was in the kitchen, like pouring more sparkly stuff. And yeah, like we were getting situated, getting ready to like okay, eating let's, more sushi. And he was sushi like, "Oh like, hey, happy, happy New Year. Year!" And I'm like, "What? Already? <laughs> okay." Yeah. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> was wasn't fast. ready. But like, are you sure that wasn't premature? <laughs> yeah. It's um, New Year somewhere. Um. Yeah, so we're going to be discussing as our main topic some of the stuff that we're looking forward to. You know, similar to what we did last year. Um, You know, we had our stuff that we're really anticipating. And in that vein, we're going to talk about, as our getting into character segment, we're going to talk about some of the stuff that we were anticipating that either we didn't get a chance to see because of this whole COVID thing, or stuff that we did get that we liked... And stuff that maybe 
under-delivered. Yeah, so what we're doing is we're revisiting our list from last year. And we're talking about the, the the things that we saw that exceeded our expectations and made us really happy and excited. And we were just super just... It, it, we were amped to we, see yeah, these Yeah, right. You know, and, and every, it lived up to our expectations and then some. And, you know, seeing it was like the highlight of our year versus things that we, we either didn't see yeah, we didn't or things that we saw that didn't necessarily live up to the hype that was surrounding it or lived up to our excitement that we had, you know, in anticipation for whatever it was, you know, movie, television show coming out. I'm going to, I'm going to start off with one that definitely, uh, it was very close to when we did the episode. One of the things that I really wanted to see, and you were kind of eh about it, but then we got, it was one of the last movies we saw in the theater Talking about underwater, um, that was one of the ones that had been on my list for a while because I like that type of claustrophobic horror. You know, like if you're out in space or you're like something like Alien or The Abyss, you know, where it's like you really have no chance of anyone coming to rescue you and help you, you know, or even to a lesser extent, Cliffhanger, where you're way up on top of a mountain. So something like uh, Arctic with Mads Mikkelsen. Uh, which was on my list, which I was very happy with. Um, Underwater really delivered all of that claustrophobic horror that I was looking for. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's been almost a year, but I still don't want to spoil the monster at the end. But the, so there were parts of it that were just kind of like, eh. But it started off with a fucking... Bang. Good. You know, parts that were rather suspenseful. Um, Kristen Stewart can act when she wants to. Oh, yeah. I feel like, you know, with when this she's put in the... This was her best performance since Panic Room. <laughs> um, but that ending, that ending just kind of sold it for me. I, I was... I was kind of wanted to leap I mean it's so weird thinking about us being in movie theaters watching films but the last time like, we were there I think was uh, Harley Quinn was the last movie we saw in the theater it was yeah it was back in February fabulous emancipation of Harley Quinn yeah I forget what else we saw with that well, I can but while you're doing um, yours I'll, I'll look it up because I have my, but anyways, yeah, notebook. that one, that one was a a, a pleasant surprise. Um, something that I was looking forward to last year that completely exceeded my expectations was the final season of Schitt's Creek. They found a way to wrap this series up in this nice little package with this gorgeous little bow and yet leave room for something else potentially. Now. Dan Levy has said that he's totally on board when the time is right, when he has the idea, when everyone can get together, when, you know, when things can work out. Like, he's he's on board with a movie or doing, like, an, a, a mini-series kind of like, you know, Schitt's Creek Revisited or, or, or something like that, you know, returning to Schitt's Creek at some point. And if you watched the live show or if you listened to it after the fact, you know that the Rose family were my top characters of last year. Mm-hmm. I thought the final season was just so perfectly done, and I love the way that 
that the characters ended up. I thought each character, uh, their ending... It wasn't really even an ending, though, because they all kind of... um, the direction that each character went to, I thought was so fitting and so beautifully done. And the, the, the last episode, I cried like a baby. I, I could not stop crying because, and I'm like starting to get a little emotional just thinking about it. Talk amongst um, yourself. No, it's just, it was so beautifully done and like in their own quirky Shit's Creek way, you know, like it was, it was loving and funny, but stupid. And like, I just, it was just perfect. I thought it was the, I mean, that's the episode that won the Emmy. I mean, they all won Emmys. Uh, they swept the Emmys this past year, which is just crazy. But yeah, uh, the sixth season of Shit's Creek just, just not only it met my expectations, but just, exceeded it even like with the first episode um i think when the i I didn't have a chance to watch them until they dropped on netflix so i got to you know binge the entire sixth season at once i finished it in a day and i think i binged the sixth season three times that weekend Mm -hmm. yeah you watched it a bunch i well i've watched a lot of schitt's creek this past year that's kind of been the show that's just my comfort food it's it's kept me going yeah um so you know i i felt like i had to watch the sixth season enough times to kind of you know balance with the amount of times that i watched the rest of the series um you know binge the rest of the series so now i'm kind of like even so i can watch it from start to finish see i i i don't do that you know if i like when there's a new season of something like we did this with lost uh, and i do it with game of thrones um, like new season of Game of Thrones is coming out soon. I'll rewatch the entire season. You know, obviously not anymore, but you know, I will do that with a show. I'll but watch that's up what to I that did. point to kind of refresh me. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I did. But, but like I don't. I, I won't watch season eight. You know, seven or eight more times just so I can catch up to season one. I mean, there's a difference though. Season eight's terrible. Well, but not only that, like Shit's Creek, like the episodes are half hour ish less than a half hour as opposed to 35 to 90 minutes you know so i mean because it was on uh not cable tv whatever pop Network tv is TV. um ish so there were commercials so so like 22 minute episodes yeah yeah uh i just looking through my book we only saw um harley quinn that night apparently I thought, you know, generally we saw two movies, but apparently we only saw one that night. Maybe because there wasn't anything else that we were really interested in at the time. Although, had I known that that was going to be the last time we went to the fucking movies. Um, I know, right? Um, one of the things, and I think uh, I speak for many, 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 many people when I say this, because this is something that I know we had really anticipated, especially after the... Uh, you know, the the pandemic had persisted for several months was the final season of the Mandalorian or the most recent season of the Mandalorian um there were a couple of slower episodes but uh i think it delivered in a huge way you know like a lot of people complain about fan service but uh 
I know there's a way to do it and there's a way to do it right. Um, and Favreau and Filoni did it perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Peyton Reed uh, did a great job directing. Like, uh, you know, as with the first season, there were multiple people directing, you know, Robert Rodriguez, uh, uh, Carl Weathers, I believe Bryce Dallas Howard and Taika Waititi directed, uh, unless I'm confusing it with last season. But, you know, Favreau did, did an episode with Peyton Reed, who is, uh, if you're unfamiliar with that name, he directed the two Ant-Man movies. Uh, he also directed the season finale. And, oh, God, was that amazing. So I'm, uh, I, I'm, you know, Mandalorian season three is definitely something that uh, is on my list of stuff that I am anticipating. You know, like, that's not really a spoiler for... Uh, our, our upcoming discussion, but um, something that did not uh, meet my expectations, and I think you're in the same camp, Wonder Woman 84. Yeah. And there's, so there's a lot of talk, and I was looking at a couple of things today where they tried to talk about how they are able to bring Steve Trevor back through some shenanigans and essentially his essence goes into somebody else's body. So while she sees Chris Pine, everyone else sees the guy whose body his spirit is inhabiting. The body he hijacked for the most part. Right. Well, he didn't do it intentionally. Like, he didn't hijack it. She hijacked it for him through her wish. Right. But she didn't know that was going to happen. So a lot of people are like, well, you know, if this was, you know, switched around, you know, because it's implied that they got intimate, but not explicit. And people are like, well, if it was the other way around, you know, this is, you know, either way, it's someone who is uh, being forced to be intimate with someone against their consent. But then I saw somebody like, well, you know when the everything gets undone, you know, without spoiling too much, because I know it's still, like, you know, how everything gets undone, well, it got undone, so it never happened in the first place. It's like, uh, no, it kind of did. Yeah, you know? yeah. Some people were kind of uh, comparing it to, like, body horror films. Yeah, because it's like, where was this guy's conscious? Like, was it like a get out thing? Was like his consciousness still there and he was aware of what was going on? Yeah, there's a there's a lot of questions. And clearly they made some choices uh, when coming to the when it came to the story of, of the film. Like overall, I didn't hate it. No, I think it showed. But a I didn't lot. love it. And I didn't love it the way that I loved the first one. Not that I was expecting this to be the first one because it never it never is. No. But. I, I thought they were going to go in a different direction, and they didn't. <laughs> what I what I took away from it, and the, the way I was able to enjoy it, was it showed more of her humanity. And, you know, and I think that's where a lot of superhero stories get it wrong. Um where it's like, I'm the superhero, I have all these powers, I'll just use my powers to overcome whatever obstacle I have. And in this case, that wasn't an option. She had to use right. her humanity. And she it, doesn't, yeah, she doesn't want to 
use her powers and her strength and, and everything well, she that she can. physically has. Um, you know, she wants to be compassionate. She wants to speak with people. She would much rather, you know, come to a happy conclusion without having to to use everything that she has available to her. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that definitely um, sets her apart from some of the other superheroes. Well, it also, you know, it, it makes her more on the level of the people that she's protecting. You know, especially where she does... Uh, she does find herself in positions of vulnerability mm-hmm. without without spoiling. Um, and she has to rely on other aspects of her of her abilities. Yeah. But I mean, is. like there were, you know, while watching it, there were times where I was like, OK, you know, I like this. This is pretty good. And then there were times where I was watching it and I was just like, oh, I don't like this. I yeah, don't think I, I, and it felt weird because it's like, I, I don't think I like this i definitely don't like this part i don't like how they're handling this situation i don't like how this character is being presented right now i kind of felt like cheetah could have been more Mm -hmm. they could have done more with her character they could have done a little more development with her character as to why she becomes this instead of just kind of uh, alluding to the nerdy villain trope that's been overplayed. Oh God, so often. Oh, look at me! I'm so clumsy. I can't. Walk I'm a in nerd, heels. and nobody likes me. But oh wow, now I've I'm pretty and popular, and I'm gonna get revenge on everyone. Oh, this hasn't been done before. Like you know, ever. So, I mean, so aside from that, like, there were some, you know, but overall, I was just, overall, I was disappointed with it. And I've only, I've only watched it once. I haven't rewatched it, which I probably will at some point just to kind of see, um, you know, upon rewatch, if my feelings are the same. But overall, I I, I just, I felt disappointed however we redeemed ourselves that night this was christmas we watched it christmas because Day. after watching wonder woman 84 we watched soul which is the new pixar film on disney plus and that ex- talking about exceeding my expectations oh my god like pixar just kind of comes out of left field and sucker punches you in the fields and you're like oh my god i forgot i had feelings like that one you know they didn't do too too much in the way of promotion i mean maybe they had stuff planned they did a little bit like there was more promotion earlier in the year and then everything kind of got like you know sidetracked yeah yeah so i i hadn't heard from it you know typically when it's close to something being um close to something coming out you're kind of bombarded with trailers and this is coming out you need to see it and i didn't feel that way with soul it was just kind of like oh hey just a reminder soul's coming out disney plus december 25th um 
that one, it just, yeah, completely exceeded my expectations. I'm not going to say too much about it because it just dropped. But if you haven't had the opportunity to watch it and you do have Disney Plus, do yourself a favor and check it out. It is so well done. You know, greatly placed humor. Um, you know, the little things like the little details that Pixar is known for. There's a lot of this in, in, in this particular film. So well done. The casting is brilliant. Um, yeah. Watch, watch Soul. You'll, you'll, you'll feel good about yourself or you'll feel enlightened after. It's a really good message. Yeah. And, overall, and- especially, I feel like especially now too. You know, a lot of people are going through a lot of things, and it's not like a, it's not like a an inside out type of. I'm gonna hit you in the feels. It's different, and it kind of gets you to think. You know, obviously fun for the whole family because it's definitely kid friendly, but there are a lot of themes that are speaking directly to adults in this film. I definitely think the message is good for. Uh, what's been going on this year, or this past year, I should say. Yeah, agreed. So what else is uh, something that, we'll do one more each. And uh, So what's something that you were really looking forward to that you didn't get to see this year? Didn't get to see? Um, yeah, stuff that got pushed. Black Widow. And that's on my list for this upcoming year because it is getting released. It's being released on Disney Plus. Um, you know, uh, places are adapting to current situations, and you know, some of us don't feel comfortable going to the theater, and they're aware of that with you know film sales so they're trying to think outside the box and think of ways that they can get the films to the masses uh and, and still kind of get their money's worth get their money back yeah see i like what um what warner brothers is doing where they're doing like what they did with wonder woman where they did theatrical and home release through hbo max um i like that I don't like what Disney did where they, you know, with Mulan where they made you pay for it and then you don't own it. Like, I don't like that. Um, I'm fine. I do believe with other releases, though, they're going to go the direction of Soul and just have it appear on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, because that we didn't have to pay for. That was just on you know, Disney+. It's, Plus. it's there. I mean, we don't own it, but we got to watch it. Right. You know, we didn't have to pay anything extra outside of our Disney+, Plus subscription. So I think that's the direction they're going to go. Because they did get a lot of subscri- like new subscribers this past year for the second season of The Mandalorian, people wanting to catch up on the first season. And you would um, think that with everyone being home and streaming shit nonstop that they could be a little less greedy, but at the same time I get that they want to put out all these other movies because uh, there's a huge slate of Disney and Star Wars stuff coming out over the next few years and they have to pay for that somehow. And, you know, I, I get it, but... You know, if I'm paying for a movie, uh, I want to own that movie. You know, I want a physical copy. If I'm paying $30. Right. 
Yeah, like I, I, I don't. And I can only keep that movie if I continue to pay for my streaming service over and over. So that thirty dollar movie is going to cost me hundreds and hundreds of dollars if I keep this for a few years. Yeah, and, and in all honesty, that's kind of a poor business plan too, because that's a it's just a turn off. I mean, they got tons of people to do it. I, I but know. Whatever, but... you know. P.T. Barnum said there's a sucker born every minute, and there were a lot of minutes last year, apparently. Um. For me, and this is on my list going forward, the one thing that I was looking forward to so much this year, Mm -hmm. and it got pushed back twice last year, and now it's coming out in uh, May next year, right around the same time as... uh, This year? Yeah, Jesus. I'm still not used to... This year? It hasn't been a week yet. It Uh, still feels the same. It does. Uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Mm -hmm. Like, that's... I I love... The legendary films, and I've loved the, what they've done with them, and uh, I'm very excited to see that one coming up. So, we want to know, you know, give us your your thoughts, stuff that you really liked last year, stuff that you didn't get to see that you really want to see, and uh, also, you know, uh, after you hear our lists of what we like uh, or what we're looking forward to this year, uh, what let us do know. you like? Uh, ThrowdownThursdayPodcast at gmail.com. Let us know. Hit us up on the Facebooks and the Twitters and uh, all the other social medias on the interwebs. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll uh, discuss the stuff that we're really looking forward to this year. We'll be right back. Huh. I really want to caffeinate myself and others and support small businesses, but without having to put pants on. I wish there was a way to do that. I know. I'll ask Reflexa. Reflexa, what can I do to caffeinate myself along with others and support small businesses without putting on pants? Here is a targeted ad based on my constant surveillance of your thoughts and actions. Wait, what? Are you looking for a way to caffeinate yourself and others and support small business without having to put on pants? Well, then head on over to DeadlyGroundsCoffee.com. Deadly Grounds Coffee has smooth, rich flavors to satisfy the cravings of everyone on your list. From traditional flavors like pumpkin spice and French roast to more daring flavors like Hell's Fury, Highland Zombie Grog, Day of the Dead Roast, and Witch's Brew. And now for a very limited time, you can try Butch Patrick's Dragula Dark Roast. Butch Patrick is known around the world for his role as TV's Eddie Munster. And when we deadly grounded him at a horror convention, he became such a big fan of our coffee that he hand-selected one of the roasts to make his very own. With most of the conventions on hold, Butch made available a limited supply of his Dragula Dark Roast, named after one of the coolest cars in television history. Personally autographed for our Deadly Grounds coffee fans, it's a delicious roast, silky smooth with a sweet finish. Perfect for any time of day and great for the coffee and butch fans on your holiday shopping list. This is only available while our limited supply lasts, so hurry and get yours today. This holiday season, it's time to get a little deadly. Go on, you deserve it. Hey, this is Miles, a.k.a. Mr. Most Days Off from the Best Darn Diddly Review Show, and you're listening to the Throwdown Thursday Podcast. Hey, this is Andre Gower from the Monster Squad and Wolfman's Got Nards, a documentary, and you are listening to Throwdown Thursday.
And we are back. So this week, uh, instead of delving into uh, any specific characters, we're going to be talking about some of the movies that and TV shows and, and whatnot that we are really looking forward to this year. And there were a few that I was not aware of and a few that I totally forgot about because they were supposed to come out this year. Um so I have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I've got like twenty. Uh, so Ashes, do you want to go first? Or so I have my list uh, broken up into television and film. Well, I just did film because I have a feeling some of our television might uh, overlap. But uh, why don't? So you... we can talk about television first. Yeah, let's and do then that. Move to film. So. Obviously, WandaVision is, like, number one on my list. That was supposed to be, I believe, supposed to be this year. It, 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 was, it was supposed to be the end of, of, this, of 2020. Yeah, end of 2020. See, I'm doing See? it, too. Yeah, it's only been um, a week. Hindsight is 2020. Ha. Ha. Yeah. Uh. Anyway. <laughs> so, WandaVision is supposed to come out soon, in a few weeks, I believe. Yeah. And we're getting, I don't know if it's going to be dropped uh, weekly like The Mandalorian or if we're going to, I mean, that would be, that would be smart. I mean, that's how Disney's been doing their, their stuff. You know, and I don't, I don't hate that. No, I'm fine with that. I I kind of like, you know, that way it it gives you something to look forward to, Mm -hmm. you know, say like they do it on Friday. It's like The Mandalorian, you know, gives you, gives you an excuse to, I mean, you know, some people always look for I always look forward to Friday but you know it gives you something to look forward to during the week and I feel like that's come kind of something important. to talk about at work on Monday you know it's, it's kind of important right now so um disenchantment the third yep. season mm-hmm. is coming to Netflix uh in a couple of months I believe I just I have to interject real quick because you got something rolling around in my head when you said 2020 is, is you know hindsight is 2020 it made me think of this uh poem that uh, Bill Watterson did for Calvin and Hobbes uh it goes something along the lines of my mother has eyes in the back of her head. I didn't believe her, but that's what she said. I think she must also have eyes on her rear, because I've noticed her hindsight is usually clear. And it was, uh, it was illustrated, and like there's his mom like sw- bending over and sweeping up like a broken lamp that he wrecked, with like angry eyes on her ass cheeks. I just. Who did that? Bill Watterson for Calvin and Hobbes. That's really cute. He did a whole bunch of like uh, poems that he illustrated in front of one of the books. Uh, I think it was the essential Calvin and Hobbes, but uh, it was one of the books that I, uh, one of the big treasuries that they had. That was like a year's worth of comics. Mm -hmm. Um, That's really cute. Yeah, it was great. So yeah, uh, Disenchantment. um, I'm all on board for that. Um, Hi, I'm Elfo. I'm drowning. I'm, I'm Elfo. Elfo. <laughs> uh, Matt Berry, uh, and that might lead into something else that you're going to talk about. But I love Matthew Berry. Um, he's so good, uh, especially as the king. And um, well, I'll I'll just throw it in there because I don't know if you have it on your list or not. But as Laszlo. In what we do in the shadows. Oh no, I don't have that on my list. Is that? Are we getting a new season I this year? I believe we're getting a new season this year. Oh, that's fantastic! I didn't see anything about that. I haven't either, but I'm 
I'm hoping it's one of those things because it's been so successful and like when you consider the people that have been on that show mm. oof yeah yeah it's it's and plus it was left a, a little bit of a cliffhanger oh yeah so that's one I gotta rewatch I love that show it's so good uh but yeah. Uh, Those would be some great characters to talk about on the show. Laszlo and Nadia. Oh, I love Nadia. Guillermo. <laughs> Creepy paper. Uh, another one on my list is Clarice. Yes, that coming I, out I just uh, told you Super about Bowl that Sunday. Yeah, so I um, looked into it and it looks pretty interesting. Sarah Breeder will be playing Clarice. Uh, it looks like it's. Her early days at the Academy and the Buffalo Bill storyline, uh, I saw that the other day, uh, a Sunday, like so, like four days ago. Um, it was a commercial that was being shown, and I was like, oh, shit, because I was, and I, I immediately went to IMDb and started scrolling through the cast list, because I was really hoping to see Mads Mikkelsen, mm. Hannibal. Is there anyone playing Hannibal or no? Oh, okay. well, not listed. No, so they might. There's uh, be saving something. I'm hoping that there's some surprise, but like this would be a great way for all of us that were waiting for Hannibal season. Oh four. my God! Can you imagine if this feeds into a new seat? Like Clarice becomes Hannibal. Clarice like, explains it all. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, some kind of like melding of the two series. I don't something. know much about Sarah Breeder. I like. I guess she was a writer, like most of her career, and like this is not her first role, but one of her first roles, like her first like big, big role. role. Yeah. Um, it, it's got a, a pretty interesting cast. They do have someone cast as uh, James Gum slash Buffalo Bill. Um. And I don't. I James Gum or a Jamie Gum. John Grant. John Grant. Uh, I don't know if they were, if they faithfully reconstructed the scenes from Silence of the Lambs, or they uh, were just playing clips from it in the commercial. But if they were reconstructing it, it looks fucking good. Like it looks really good, and it's uh, CBS. CBS, uh, I'm probably going to end up on All Access, Yeah, is my guess, because uh, that's where I saw that. Well, it was during, I was watching CBS All Access uh, during a football game. So I don't know if that's, I don't know how they do their commercials on there. So uh, what else you got? So we're getting a new season of The Handmaid's Tale this year. So we didn't get anything last year. I didn't like the episode that dropped today. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I believe that'll be, it's the third season, third season, fourth season, I forget, but we're getting a new season and it's already been renewed for another season. So that's some good news, but yeah, it, it ended the most recent season ended in an interesting way, so I'm kind of eager to see how all of that plays out. Yeah, I haven't. I've only seen a couple of episodes of that, so I I haven't. Um, not entirely sure. I will say though, um, speaking of TV shows, and I just thought of this for some reason. Um, 
the final season of Dexter uh, is going to be filming this year. Like the 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 it's, re- yeah, it's going to be filming in Gardner. Yeah, yeah, Gardner, Lemonster, Fitchburg, Worcester. Mm-hmm. I'd love to be an extra on and that. And the um, the tenth season of American Horror Story is filming this year as well, in and that's Provincetown. in Providence. Yeah, well, no, Pro- I thought it was Providence. No, Provincetown. Provincetown. Yeah, yeah. So maybe I need to um, take a trip. Yeah, take a take a ride down uh, P Town. Um, yeah, so there's you know it it was difficult trying to find some things because a lot of things were announced last year. So it's with everything being the way that it is, it's like you know uh, is this just the announcement? Are you announcing it because it's already filmed and in post production? Right. Are you announcing it because it's in pre production? Um, are you announcing it because this is something that you want to do eventually? And there's a bunch you of know, stuff that also it's like. Kind of like you know the Ahsoka series and the Boba Fett series. The Book of Boba Fett, yes. You know, that's all kind of. Well, that comes out next year. Boba Fett comes out next year. Okay. That comes out in uh, December of next year or this year, December of this year, December twenty twenty one. Jesus. Um, but I couldn't find anything other than the announcement of the Ahsoka series. A lot of places, series. a lot of uh, a lot of companies, and a lot of. Uh, distribution places don't want to pin down a specific date because of the vaccine rollout and they don't know when people are going to go back to theaters i mean personally i don't know if i'm going to go to a theater this year that's probably fair. not that's fair so you know um, i will watch anything I, that they st- you know especially now that we have hbo max uh canceled the hbo got the hbo max so now we can see all the uh you know the warner brothers stuff the legendary stuff mm-hmm. Because like some of these deals that they're that they're doing, like Warner Brothers is getting like like HBO is giving Warner Brothers two hundred and fifty million dollars or whatever, you know, to stream the stuff on HBO Max. Like that's mm-hmm. what they I think that's what they did for Wonder Woman. They gave them like two hundred fifty million dollars. It's like, yeah, a lot of people are gonna watch this at home. Here's what you probably would have made. Here's two hundred and fifty million. You know, so you'll still have that theater revenue, you know, for the folks who are going to the theater. And we know folks who are going to the theater. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. So, as much as I want to see Godzilla versus Kong, I will say, though, that uh, hopefully by the time it comes out, we've gotten uh, things situated so we can hook up the surround sound to the Ooh, big TV because yeah. I want to see that in surround Have Godzilla sound. be like, Mwah. Godzilla doesn't sound like that. He sounds Inception. exactly like you know, that. Inception's, that's, that's what Christopher Nolan does when he realized Tenet was a shitty movie and shouldn't have. Mwah. Yeah, that's the sound Christopher Nolan makes. Um, so obviously, a new season that I'm looking forward to next year and we're going to have to wait next year this year and we're going to have to pretty much wait an entire year for it so it's almost like next year is the mandalorian yep mandalorian and book of boba fett both come out in december of next year yeah this year this year jesus (laughs) christ (laughs) i don't know (sighs) what day it is anymore well i've also been sick for like a week the last thing on my list is something that i didn't know was a thing but now i know it's a thing and i'm really looking forward to it the mighty ducks Eh. A Disney series. 
featuring Emilio Estevez as Gordon Bombay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just in time. That movie came out 40 years ago. I don't care. I love those films. I don't know if he's going to, he's, I don't know exactly the premise of it, but I mean, it's the Mighty Ducks. Uh, Meh. Meh. Like, you have anything else better to do. I can't meh hard enough. Well, speaking of which, so I just, uh, I listed a bunch of movies and then I just took the uh, IMDb um, link put next to it. So I'm going to, I'm going to tell you the movie and then I'm going to tell you um, when it's coming out and who's in it. Because the first one on my list is one that I didn't know was even a thing. And as much as I generally hate these types of things, um, I may check this one out, especially if it just goes right to streaming. Uh, Cruella. It is a live-action prequel feature film following a young Cruella DeVille, and Cruella will be played by Emma Stone. Yeah, so that was on my list as well. Uh, I love Disney villains so much, especially like the Evil Queen and Maleficent and Cruella Deville and Ursula. Those four, like those are my bitches. I love them so much. I oh, that's who that didn't is. Didn't necessarily love the Maleficent, like the live action Maleficent films. It wasn't that good. Um, you know, there are some good parts. It is what it is. Didn't so much love those, but this I'm looking forward to. I had heard of this, I want to say a year ago, year and a half ago, uh, when they were doing the casting. Heard that they had cast Emma Stone as a young Cruella, and I was just so no, I sold. just heard about this like sold. 45 minutes sold. ago. Um, yeah, there's uh, stock pictures of Emma Stone in a fantastic black and white wig and a fabulous ensemble uh, walking three Dalmatian dogs so with her henchmen behind her. The other, the other folks who are in this, so we have Emma Thompson uh, as the Baron or Baroness. Mark Strong, untitled, don't know who he is. Uh, Paul Walter Hauser, Emily Beecham. I was like, I know that name. She played the widow in uh, Into the Badlands, that badass redhead. Oh, yes. Yeah. I liked her. A um, couple other folks. Uh, Joel Fry, who you will know is uh, Hisdar Lo- Zolorak in uh, Game of Thrones. He was the uh, guy who kept wanting to open up the fighting pits and... Uh, Ended up getting killed in the uh, Sons of the Harpy fighting pits tournament thing where Mm -hmm. Jorah saves Daenerys. Uh, This one is coming out uh, scheduled November... No, 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 no. uh, May 28th. So that'll be interesting. It's funny because I'm looking at it. It's like, oh, here's a clip. And it's evil Ray Palpatine with her dual lightsabers. I'm like, that doesn't seem like the right movie. Uh, so that's the first one. The next one is another one I did not hear about, and I don't know if this is on your list, but it looks cute. I don't know if it's a. Uh, it doesn't look like it's a Disney movie. It looks like one of those other, like the Dreamcast 
not Dreamcast. Dreamworks. Dreamworks. Um, oh, which I believe is owned by Disney because everything looks is owned like by the, Disney. It looks like the Aliens versus Monsters mm-hmm. type animation. It's called Rumble. Yes. In a world where monster wrestling is a global sport and monsters are superstar athletes, teenage Winnie seeks to follow in her father's footsteps by coaching a lovable underdog monster into a champion. And uh, Winnie is being played by Geraldine Vis- Viswanathan. I do not know who she is. Let me just take a quick look. Um, she's young. Um, yeah, I don't know. She looks like she's uh, new to the acting world. Looks like she was in that Blockers movie with John Cena, which I have not seen and will not see. Um, but it's also got Tony Danza, Terry Crews, Will Arnett, and Ben Schwartz. Uh, Terry C- Crews plays Tentacularis. I'm guessing he's probably like the main bad guy. And that he has tentacles. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a picture. Is on this here. a tentacle porn film? It might not be porn, but it definitely has tentacles. Uh, what's on your list? So on my list uh, first is a film called Supernova, and it stars Colin Firth and Stanley Tucci. And you know how much I love Stanley Tucci as a couple, Sam and Tusker, who are traveling across England in their old RV to visit friends and family and places from their past because Tusker has been diagnosed with early onset dementia. And I mean, those two right there, like, I don't even care who's in the rest of the cast. I would watch the two of them, I don't know, eat cheeseburgers at McDonald's and it would probably just be chat. super entertaining. You know, yeah. I, um, I'm loving the two of them together. So it's written and directed by Harry McQueen. I'm not super familiar uh, British stuff. Yeah. Like just a lot of a lot of British stuff. But this seems like it's going to be, you know, based on the trailer and, you know, just some of the um, early criticisms, uh, just one of those films about the human condition that just kind of speaks to a lot of people and films like that. They don't have to be much. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Like if the if the casting is correct and the writing is great, you know, and the directing sometimes just the simplest direction, you know, just uh, yeah, I'm sure it's gonna films, be a you know, just about life and and living and just trying to be a, 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 a trying to be a person and survive, you know, like dealing with certain things so um i've obviously seen both of these gentlemen and several other things oh yeah um and i'm super 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 excited for this another one that i'm looking forward to so it's called blythe spirit the cast includes dan stevens isla fisher leslie mann and dame judy dench so The premise is a spiritualist medium holds a seance for a writer suffering from writer's block, but but accidentally summons the spirit of his deceased first wife, which leads to an increasingly complex love triangle with his current wife of five years. Uh, It's based on a play by Noel Coward, and it looks fantastic. It's a period piece, so it's like set in like... 
uh, late 1910s, early 19, like the 1920s ish. It just looks fantastic. It has like a, you know, a lot of color and stuff to it. It looks hilarious. And I'm familiar with the play. I haven't seen it necessarily, but I think it looks fantastic. All right. So for my next one that I'm looking forward to, it's actually uh, there's three that all go together. And I am so here for all three of them. So the first one is... Morbius. Morbius. Yes. Yep. And that comes out March 19th. So Morbius is the first one. Uh, Morbius, uh, biochemist Michael Morbius tries to cure himself of a rare blood disease, but he inadvertently injects himself with a form of vampirism instead. I think uh, Jared Leto is going to redeem himself in the comic book hero yes. world um, in this film. Morbius is a character that I've been familiar with for many, 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 many years. Um, he's just... Uh, he's super the, cool. The backstory of the character is pretty interesting. Yes, and I think from what I've seen of like the trailer and the clips that they've released, um, they're going to do a good job uh, with this story and bring this character to the screen and do it justice. Then, in June, on June 25th, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Yep. Oh, yes. Venom is one of my favorite characters Ever, I love the uh, the depiction of uh, of uh, Eddie Brock by Tom Hardy. I thought the first movie was awesome. I don't give a shit what anybody says. I loved it. I've watched it six or seven times since uh, we saw it in the theater. I'm super stoked to see Woody Harrelson as uh, Cletus Cassidy and Carnage. Um, apparently, Naomi Harris is playing uh, Shriek, which is going to be pretty awesome. Um yeah, I'm I'm a huge huge fan of this character and uh, and the Maximum Carnage like a lot of people give that that storyline a hard time, but I love the Maximum Carnage storyline. It's one of my favorites. Uh I have the video game. I love the video game. You know, played it on Sega Genesis nonstop. Still have it for Sega Genesis. So that obviously leads into the December 17th Untitled Spider-Man sequel, where the only people who aren't in this movie are like you and me. Like everybody is in this. Wait, we didn't get cast? No. God apparently. damn it! Uh, Tom Holland was supposed to do me a solid. We got Jamie Foxx's Electro, Bumble Scrum Cabbage Patch as Doctor Strange, Alfred Molina is coming back. Um. Now, do you think this is the Doctor Strange film that they were talking about? No, but I think this is going to have something to, to do, do with, with the uh, not mountain, it's multiverse of madness. Like this is going to be as close to a live action into the Spider Verse mm. as we are going to see. Now, it is being directed by John Watts, who uh, I don't know if I'm familiar with him he did do Spider-Man Homecoming so that's fine uh, so he's familiar with the characters uh, he also did stuff on uh, he's apparently doing the uh, Fantastic Four film as well so that'll be interesting he did uh, Homecoming and Far From Home um, he also 
was a director on The Onion, on The Onion News Network. Well, that's interesting. Uh, and he did a bunch of uh, music videos as well. But clearly he knows what he's doing because uh, those first two Spider-Man movies were very good. Mm-hmm. So what have you got next? So next on my list is A Quiet Place Part 2. That's on my list, too. I loved the first one. I thought it was so brilliant and so suspenseful. We, you know, went to see that in the theater. Yep. And I was, like, afraid to chew my popcorn at times. Some asshole's phone went off and he wouldn't shut it off. Right? Like, oh, God, that asshole. Um it's okay, everybody. I'm just letting it go to voicemail. Yeah, so the plot summary says, Following the events at home, the Abbott family now face the terrors of the outside world. Forced to venture into the unknown, they realize the creatures that hunt by sound are not the only threats lurking beyond the sand path. So I feel like it's kind of um, in the same vein as like zombie films for the most part, where, you know, the the creatures the zombies aren't the only ones to fear you know yeah it's fight the people. dead fear the living yeah. you know um the cast is great obviously you have emily blunt coming back millicent simmons noah jupe was the little boy uh killian murphy is in it jaiman hansu uh, John Krasinski is is in it. I'm assuming Archive in flashback yeah, stuff. I mean, but he's also writing and directing. Well, it. they also have the because um, they show you like the first days. Uh, we saw it in the trailer. They show you like the first days. Like the, of, almost, so it's kind of like a, a a prequel and a sequel almost. You you kind of see the days leading up to how what here's what the happened. Yeah, you know what happened in the first movie. You saw like the middle thing. You saw how the world ended up. Here's how it got to that point. And here's what's happening now. Right. And I love the play. I mean, if you've listened to our show, you know that we are all for uh, disability rights and representation representation and stuff. And so the fact that, you know, Millicent Simmons is back. Mm -hmm. She's reprising her role. Uh, They all learned how to sign to communicate with her in the first film. And... Um, I'm talking about behind the scenes. They learned how to sign to be able to communicate with her. And, you know, just inclusion is a huge thing. And I think she's adorable. And I follow her on Instagram. And she is a lovely young lady. And I can't wait to see what happens with her career because she definitely has a lot of promise. Another one on my list that's coming up is Black Widow. Finally. Uh, I think we all kind of, we've seen, I mean, this was supposed to come out last year. We know what it's about Natasha Romanoff becoming Natasha Romanoff and the Black Widow. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, you know, I think this film is overdue. I think it should have come out earlier. Well, they had that uh, movie with Jennifer Lawrence, the Red Sparrow. Or but whatever. I mean, like this should have come out before that. This oh, should have yeah. come out, you know, uh, introduce her in Avengers. I mean, well, they introduce you, know, Iron Man, all of that, and then do a standalone Black Widow film. She was in the Death of the Incredible Hulk. But I mean, the cast is obviously. Amazing Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh, Rachel Weisz, David Harbour, William Hurt. Yeah, Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah, just a whole Tony Stark. He always wears such nice suits. Um, so it'll be interesting, and and you know, 
her character died. Yeah, we so it, it's, it's we know that this is and this, this is, is all gonna be prequel stuff. And this is gonna be one of the things that bugs me. And they're like, "Oh, she's in this tight situation. I wonder if she's gonna get out of it." Right. Well, uh, but I think that it's great that they're also introducing other characters who will probably be in peril with her. So you know, you know, she is going to get out of that but situation. Will David Harbor, will but Rachel will Vise, these will other Florence characters? Pugh. Well, you know, we know survive. that. that Thunderbolt Ross does because we saw him at the funeral in uh, Endgame. Uh, to piggyback on that, uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, that is one that I've been looking forward to for a while because Shang-Chi is one of those uh, characters that not a lot of people know about. And I am not, uh, uh, you know, I do not have a wealth of knowledge on this. So uh, when this does come around, we're going to have to recruit some of our comic folks to uh, help us cover this guy. Um, the Legend of the Ten Rings, however, that there is a little something different. So the Ten Rings has been referenced multiple times, uh, mostly through the Iron Man films, uh, especially when it comes to the Mandarin. Uh, the Mandarin was a character who found an alien spacecraft and had ten rings, and each ring... Uh, he wore one on each finger, obviously. Each ring had a different type of power, so he was able to go toe-to-toe with Iron Man. Um, I'm interested to see what happens with this. I'm really, really, really hoping that we get some sort of uh, uh, Fin Fang Foom reference, because that would be amazing. But Michelle Yeoh is in this. I fucking love Michelle Yeoh. Uh, she is awesome. Uh, so yeah, um, I'm, I'm a I'm a huge fan. Um, the the titular character is uh, being played by uh, a gentleman who with whom I am not overly familiar, uh, Simu Liu. Um, apparently, he's on Kim's Convenience. Uh, Aquafina is Nora of Queens. Uh, Aquafina is also in this. Oh, is she? Yes, I like her. Um, and. Also piggybacking off of that is the Eternals, or just, in this case, just Eternals, which comes out on November 5th. That has a killer cast. A lot of Game of Thrones people. Um, we have Richard Madden, who played Rob Stark, Kit Harrington, who played Jon Snow, uh, but we also have Angelina Jolie, Gemma Chan, Salma Hayek, Mal Mangiani. And if you've seen some of the pictures, that dude got fucking shredded mm-hmm. for this role. Um, Brian Tyree Henry, who you might know from, uh, I believe that's uh, the gentleman from, oh, no, no that's somebody different. Uh, he was in uh, Hotel Artemis. He was in... Um, Oh, he's in Godzilla vs. Kong as well. Yep, and Joe... Yep, okay, he is who I thought he was. Um, He played uh, Sterling K. Brown's brother in in Hotel Artemis, and he was the clerk in uh, Joker when Joker grabbed all the files and stuff away from him. Uh, This is going to be interesting because it's starting to set up some of the cosmic, um, cosmic threats... You know, beyond Thanos, you know, guys like Galactus, which is where the Fantastic Four comes in. And, oh, my God. Because um, Fantastic Four, I, if the casting rumors are true, uh, John Krasinski and uh, uh, Emily Blunt will be playing 
Oh, here for it. Yeah. Here for I'm so here for that. I don't know if uh I I'm 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 wondering if they're gonna have any chemistry though. Yeah, like right? on screen chemistry, I don't know. On screen, off screen. Uh, I'm wondering if uh Chris Evans will be reprising his role as the human torch. Or perhaps Michael B. Jordan. Uh Michael Chiklis is the thing. No, I have no idea who's going to be what other than those two. Those are the only casting rumors I've heard. But um, I, I'm here for the uh, cosmic uh, cosmic characters. Galactus is the eater of worlds, correct? Yes. Yeah, he's the guy. They made him a cloud in Rise of the Silver Surfer. And then Silver Surfer, who I fucking love, Norrin Rad. That dude is fucking rad. Um, yeah, so Silver Surfer, Annihilus, Kang the Conqueror, who is actually Franklin Richards, which is his son, uh, Reed Richards and Sue Storm's son, which is, n oh, it's, the, yeah, we're going to get down a rabbit hole. And, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I love the cosmic shit. Like, when Infinity Gauntlet came out, like, that's that's my fucking jam. Like, I love the Infinity Gauntlet shit, so... All this cosmic stuff, I'm here for it. Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor, Ragnarok, all that. Neither of those are coming out next year. But uh, back to you. What, what else What else do you got on your list? So I have a couple more horror films on my list, one being Spiral. Oh, that's on my list. The I totally forgot about it. Darren, Darren Lynn Bousman directed Chris Rock's Saw spinoff. Not only a spinoff, but the synopsis is a sadistic mastermind unleashes a twisted form of justice in Spiral, the terrifying new chapter from the book of Saw. So it doesn't necessarily pertain to the fr saw franchise directly but i'm interested i'm i'm interested it's to saw see adjacent e exactly yeah it's it's christmas adjacent um i'm interested to see exactly what happens what this is mm -hmm. i think the um well no not not i think i know the saw franchise as a whole is one of my favorite more recent horror franchises yeah uh you know not all of them are winners but the storytelling yeah, that, is solid the same thing goes for pretty much every horror franchise where you have multiple films um i saw almost every single film from this franchise in the theater i absolutely like the, the first one blew my mind i loved it like i had a feeling Great twist like yeah like that twist like i knew it was him but i had no fucking clue that was him on the floor right. you knew it was john but you didn't know it was john on the floor yeah like and, and then just oh my god it which is the key to that lock is in the bathtub. Follow your heart. Go fuck yourself. Um, yeah, like I just the the premise of the whole series is just I just like it, you. It's one of those ideas that you kick yourself for not having yourself. Yeah, and Spiral is due to come out. Let's see. In May, May 21st. May 21st. So um, we've already we've already covered one that comes out May 21st too. So there's a couple coming out in May that I mean, yeah, yeah, back to back viewings. I'm okay with that. Uh, and then next on my list is the remake of Candyman. Candy. Uh, written by Jordan Peele. By Jordan Peele. Mm -hmm. And directed by Nia DaCosta. Which comes out uh, August 27th. It just, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, Abdul, Abdul Mateen, yeah, mm -hmm. does horror 
really well. He's he's definitely proven himself to be a contender in the horror uh, universe, like in the horror world. And um, so it's not even a remake. I, I think it's a... Spiritual sequel. Yeah, a spiritual sequel to the horror film Candyman from 1992 that returns to the now now gentrified gentrified Chicago neighborhood where the legend began. So it's yeah, so it's so kind it's like of they're like ignoring they're ignoring the other sequels and just kind of making kind it of seem doing what Halloween, yeah, the, the new what Terminator Salvation did. Yeah, it's You're like we're gonna acknowledge the first film. We're gonna completely ignore everything else, and this is gonna harken back to the first film. And Yaya Abdul Mateen, uh, I thought he was good in uh, in. Um, Aquaman, but he was fucking phenomenal in Watchmen. Yes. So yes, I am looking uh, forward to I that. I mean, it, that was just one of those like you, you have my attention, sir. Like uh, he's definitely one to watch. Um, but yeah, so those were a couple more off of my list. What do then, you have? Well, you just mentioned Halloween, so Halloween Kills comes out October fifteenth. Yeah, and that's another one that was supposed to be last year, mm-hmm. uh, but didn't come out so i have one that um i'm i'm excited for ever since i saw a short film uh and i like the casting that they did in that film because i'm a huge fan of nathan fillion and stephen lang and i thought they were great as nathan drake and uh and sully but the uncharted film uh, that is takes, that coming out that this year? That comes out this year. Oh, wow. That takes place uh, a little bit before the video games. Uh, it says, The story is a prequel to the game starring Holland as a younger Drake, showing us the details of how he came to meet and befriend Sully. Now, if you've played the games, you know that the third one, um, that's what that is. So it says it's it's in post-production and it's expected... July 16th. Now, I'm not totally sold on the... I like Tom Holland as Nathan Drake. Not a huge fan of Mark Wahlberg as Victor Sullivan. It's like, oh, we got a guy named Sully. Let's cast a Bostonian. I don't... I Even as a young Sully... No, I don't... Um, but we have Sophia Ali as Chloe Frazier. That's good casting. Antonio Banderas as an unnamed uh, unnamed character. He's probably going to be the bad guy. Um, but yeah, uh, Uncharted is definitely one I'm looking forward to. And um, let's see. How many more do you have on your list? I have... Let me go back to my list. One, two, three, four, five, six. I also have six. So I, I have a feeling we're going to cross swords on a couple of them. So, yeah, I'll, I'll start rattling mine off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Yep. Yep. Uh, absolutely looking Which forward to that. Which was number one on your list last year. Yep. And so it's I'm assuming one. it's number one on your list this year. Yep. Uh, it's fantastic that we're going to have the opportunity to the watch it. The poster says comfort, one will fall. You know, the cover so. from our own home. However. I feel like it's one of those films that uh, I have a feeling that certain things that are released now that are still getting a theatrical uh, release as well may get another theatrical run in the future. Well, this just, you know, reinforces uh, my need for a uh, a projector outside. 
Well, you want to go outside and watch a movie right now? No, no, no. Uh, once we have a house, I'm just saying, like this, this, I. We have Sweetie, to. it's January. You want to go outside and watch a movie right now? I didn't now? say right now. I said when we have a house. That's what I said. So that's, you know, that's... So when we have a house, you want to go outside and watch a movie give a in shit. January? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for this movie, yeah. I'll go outside and watch a movie. Um, I also have Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's this year. Uh, that comes out, uh, I want to say that looks. May? That looks good. That looks good. Yeah. It could be good. June 11th. I'm not 100% sold on it yet, but we'll see. Uh, next on my list, uh, The Suicide Squad. Uh, the one directed by James Gunn with mm. King Shark in it. Uh, so that's all I needed to know. That comes out August 6th. Uh, next one is Dune, which looks mm-hmm. absolutely just fucking fantastic from the, the, the trailer that I've seen. Um, I'm going to try to get the book read by then because I tried reading it before. I could never really get through it. It was similar to like Lord of the Rings. But we have... Zendaya, Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, Jason Momoa, Josh Brolin, Oscar Isaac, Dave Bautista, Stalin Skarsgård, Javier Bardem, Charlotte Rampling, David Dastelmachian. If you you've seen him in, uh, he's one of uh, Paul Rudd's buddies in um, Ant Man, and he was also in The Dark Knight. Um, Stephen McKinley Henderson, like there's, oh, it it's it's. And it's Denis Villeneuve, uh, who did, um, um, oh my God, it's escaped me, Blade Runner and Arrival. So I definitely think he'll bring some really good uh, cinematic excellence to, uh, to, this, to this film. Uh, next to last, The Matrix 4. Uh, and we just interviewed uh, Ellen Holman, who's going to be in this. Um, I'm, uh, I'm excited because she's, she's awesome. Um, she was in Army of One. Uh, we have, this comes out, uh, November 17th. We have Priyanka Chopra, Keanu Reeves, Jonathan Groff, uh, Jessica Henwick, Ellen Holman, uh, Carrie Ann Moss, Jada Pinkett, uh, Neil Patrick Harris, Yaya Abdul-Mateen, um, Good, good cast. That's a phenomenal cast. Jonathan Groff. Why do I know him? Oh, he was He's King George. King George in Hamilton. And he was also Kristoff in Frozen Christoph. and Frozen Two, which I have not seen. Uh, yeah, because I was gonna say we just talked about him last week. Yes. And the final movie on my list that I'm really looking forward to is one that I've been looking forward to for a couple of years. Directed, uh, not this time by Guy Ritchie. But this time, it's coming out December 22nd. It's being directed by Dexter Fletcher after Guy Ritchie directed the first two. It is Sherlock Holmes 3. Oh. With Jude Law, Robert Downey Jr., Ed, uh, Jared Harris, and Eddie Marson. So that I didn't realize was coming out. but I uh, didn't either. I loved those first two, and it might have been because it was a Guy Ritchie. Because, I mean, I like Guy Ritchie. You know, Snatch, Lockstock, Two Smoking mm-hmm. Barrels. Um I like his cinematic uh, experience when it comes to how he directs his films. Um, so what's what's left on your, your list? So next up on my list is a Pixar film called Luca. 
expected June 18th of this year. Oh, about there the uh, is point guard for uh, the Dallas Mavericks, Luka Doncic. Absolutely. Disney is covering that guy. Um all that is known about it is the synopsis, which says, On the Italian Riviera, an unlikely but strong friendship grows between a human being and a sea monster disguised as a human. So, like, you know, three toddlers in an overcoat? It's Muppet Man. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I, Pixar has really just been knocking it out of the park. The past, especially the past few years with their releases. So um, I'm I'm here for it. More than, I, I like Pixar more than I dislike Pixar. So yeah, we still haven't yeah. watched Toy Story. I'm not 4. a huge fan. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the Cars franchise the and boats. Um, you know, like the the third. The, you know, some of the Toy Story films are all right they're not great uh the first one was really good though um next up on my list is the film that i am most excited for this year and i'm not exactly sure how it'll be released if they're gonna do um vod or if they're yeah if they're gonna you know have it I'm trying to stall because I'm trying to come on. Why aren't you looking it up? There we go. Thank you, IMDb. In the Heights. That is, it's the film adaptation of Lin Manuel Miranda's first Broadway musical. Uh, it took the Broadway uh, scene by storm. It put Lin Manuel Miranda on the map. It gave him the money and the the chutzpah to write Hamilton, which obviously he's he's famous for now. Like everyone knows who Lynn Manuel Miranda is because everyone wants tickets to Hamilton, or at least before, you know, Broadway got dark. Hamilton Alexson. Um, but like the cast is incredible. Obviously, you have Lin-Manuel Miranda in it, Stephanie Beatrice, and I believe she's in that Brooklyn Nine-Nine show that Never people... Um, I've heard her uh, people like say nothing but really good things about her. Anthony Ramos is in it. He was obviously in Hamilton. Jimmy Schmitz. Jimmy Smits, not Jimmy Schmitz. <laughs> the unbreakable Jimmy Schmitz. Yeah. <laughs> Daisha Polanco. I mean, Mark Anthony is in it. So you know there's going to be obviously music and, and dancing and, you know, singing, obviously, because it's a musical. But this this musical, uh, I mean, I've, I've seen bits and pieces of the Broadway show and... It's just gorgeous. It's so colorful. So the plot summary is a feature version of the Broadway musical in which a bodega owner has mixed feelings about closing his store and retiring to the Dominican Republic after inheriting his grandmother's fortune. It's, uh, you know, about living in the neighborhood of Washington Heights, which is located in the northern tip of Manhattan, and just kind of uh, life as an immigrant which and, uh, and you know Hamilton was about right um but I mean 
anything Lin-Manuel Miranda touches at this point, I get really excited about. So this is expected June 18th of this year. It's currently in post-production, so we'll see exactly what happens to it. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Disney picked this one up. Well, there's a couple other uh, musicals that I saw that were going... The, uh-huh. Excuse your face. Well, I am I... not done with my list. All right. There were two. Uh-huh. So the last two films (laughs) on my list, thank you, Mr. Patsy, one being West Side Story. Uh, Obviously, it is a remake of the film based off of the musical. Based off of Romeo and Juliet. Uh, Yeah, so... The synopsis is an adaptation of the 1957 musical West Side Story explores forbidden love and the rivalry between the Jets and the Sharks, two teenage street gangs of different ethnic backgrounds. Winnipeg and San Jose. We're gonna have a rumble. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) On ice. (laughs) Um, But it stars Ansel Eggert, who I have mixed feelings about because Ansel Ansel Elgort. Ansel Elgort. See, I said it right the first time, and now I can't say his name again. God damn it. It's what's a, a, a generic white guy with blah brown hair. Oh, Ansel Elgort. That, yes. <laughs> but he could also be, who's the other guy who's kind of like him? Um, he was in the, the Kingsman films. Oh, and he played Eggsy. Generic. Honky pants. Um, I have to look it up. And then there's uh, let's see, Kings Man. You know who you know who I'm talking about. Taron Edgerton. Yes, but they're, he played like Eggsy. Interchangeable, but anyways, um, yeah. So it starts him as Tony, Rachel Zegler. I'm unfamiliar with her as Maria, Ariana DeBose as Anita. Um, Rita Moreno is in this as Valentina. As you know, Rita Moreno won an Academy Award for her portrayal in the um, original uh, West Side Story film that was based off of the musical. So, so yeah, I, I think, you know, if done right... Just cheesy enough to be fantastic. And it's directed by Steven Spielberg. Hmm. We'll see what happens with that. I know my mom will be interested. That's like one of her favorite movies ever. And what's your last one? I don't know what it is. Really? Is it does it have does it have Keanu Reeves in it? No. Are you sure? I don't think so. There what? isn't. It, it, well, this is in. It's in pre-production right now. It's expected December twenty-second of this mm-hmm. year. I didn't see anything about the casting. Wait, what's the movie title? Wicked. John Wicked. John. <laughs> <laughs> Go to hell, Patsy. Um. Yes, Wicked. I think the play is fantastic. Well, the musical is fantastic. I think uh, it's. Defines a generation because it's there's got a whole Adele generation. Adele Manzib, yes. Um, so I'm I'm interested to see if this is going to be 
um, like Hamilton was. Oh, so like you know, a stage production that they put. Yeah, or or if this is going to be like uh, the like the, the film Story. adaptation, like there really isn't much known about it, but. Um, Wicked I saw those, is, but I didn't put them on my list. Wicked is the story of how a green-skinned woman framed by the Wizard of Oz becomes the Wicked Witch of the West feature film based on the Broadway musical. Okay, so it's going to be an adaptation. So it's going to be like um, yes. um, Cats, but hopefully not terrible. Yeah, hopefully better than Cats. Well, here's the thing. Cats really isn't a great musical to begin with, in my opinion. I don't love Cats. People, you either love cats or you hate it so you're They're a dog really person. well in this person yes I, I would be a dog person you know um not one of andrew lloyd weber's finest moments no in my opinion the phantom of the opera takes that but oh, anyway yeah. phantom of the opera um, but yeah, Wicked. I, I had no idea that this was a thing, and now I know that it's a thing. It's due at the end of this year, so we'll see if it actually happens this year or if we have to wait till next year. But I think that people are... I know me personally, like just kind of starving for the arts, starving for entertainment. I really miss live performances, whether it be on, uh, you know, a concert setting on stage. I'm, I miss, you know, seeing live performances. You know, I, I miss going to plays. I miss, I miss, I miss everything right now. I miss everything. And I'm just kind of feeling really starved for the arts. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that musicals coming out, I've always thought musicals coming out uh, in film form was fantastic because not everyone has the opportunity to go see a film on Broadway. Not everyone has the money to shovel out for even some of these off-Broadway performances that travel around. Tickets are still pretty expensive. So it gives people the opportunity to see something that they may not necessarily have the opportunity to see at an affordable, or I should say more affordable price you know the cost of a movie ticket so you know and sometimes they do a really good job like look at chicago chicago is such a great i mean chicago is my favorite musical anyways um but the the film adaptation of chicago is just oh it's so delicious everyone does such a fantastic job and uh it, it, it's it's just it's up there with the actual broadway musical like it's it's amazing but but yeah so those are our lists let us know what you have on your list what are you looking forward to this year what's supposed to be coming out that has you all excited and your heart of flutter twitter painted oh i like that word twitter painted yeah let us know hit us up throw down thursday podcast at gmail.com and uh we'll be right back with a quick wrap up and uh let you know what's coming down the pipe Holy sidetracking, guys! The train just came off the tracks! Derailers! Be sure to follow The Derailers on Twitter, at The Derailers! And make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and also on YouTube, so you can catch the episode next week, folks! Same derailment time, same derailment channel! Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. 
We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. Patrick Ray Hall in the motherfucking house. 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 And we are back. So I hope you enjoyed our lists. I hope you uh, aren't too, too disappointed uh, that it wasn't John Reese davies talking to you today. We're trying. Uh, it, it will happen soon. Uh, we, we have some good stuff planned just in case. So we have some stuff in the works. So, you know, don't don't be uh, don't be too worried. Uh, we, we've got contingency plans for once we uh you know, once we get uh, Mr. Reese Davies, we will get him to you as soon as we can. But until then, we have stuff. Uh, we have stuff planned for you guys. We have stuff. We have such sounds to hear at you. I don't know. That, that didn't, didn't work. work. It didn't work. It was a nice attempt, though. But yeah, no, that uh, didn't work. So. Uh, you have wine. I don't have a science thing today. Well, I, I have I have wine to talk about. Yeah. Specifically because if you joined us on our live show last week, I was drinking champagne. And that was my first time ever drinking legit champagne. So the story is I was talking about boozes and libations with my boss because that's what we do. And I just mentioned, you know, he knows I'm a wino. He enjoys wine as well. So uh, we recommend stuff to each other. And uh, we were talking about sparkly stuff. And I mentioned that I have never had actual champagne because I didn't know where to begin. You know, um, I've obviously have had stuff that's sparkling, Prosecco, you know, uh, sparkly stuff like that but i've never had actual champagne now fun fact in order for it to be called champagne it needs to be made in the champagne region of france oh it just sounds so snooty every time i hear it it's very french and that is because well, it's a clause in the treaty of versailles it's it's really it's just the french that's my versailles being, it's the french being french um so anyways, anything made in that region can be called champagne, and everything not made in that region has to be called something else. So last week we also drank a Spanish cava that was really delicious, and I will talk about that at a later date. Um, you know, Proseccos, sparkling wines, Prosecco brut. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to punch you, but I'm holding wine. Uh, it's Prosecco. But anyways, so I need to talk about the champagne because my boss bought me a bottle of Moet and Shandon and I was, honestly, my biggest fear was that I wasn't going to like it. I'm like, what if I take a sip of it and I'm so used to drinking this cheap stuff that I'm just like, nah, I don't like it. Uh, and I took a sip 
And it was love at first sight. Like, seriously, I I don't want to drink. I mean, like, I love red wine. I will always love red wine. I love being the mistress of Merlot. Uh, that is my signature drink. But, like, I don't want to drink anything else right now. I really just want to drown myself in champagne. It was so good. Um, it, it, it's not really... Uh, cost effective to want to drown myself in champagne so i won't be doing that um i'll have to drown myself in prosecco instead i guess but this stuff is so good so it's moet and shandon i'm sure you you're familiar with the name it's is that really how it's pronounced yeah it's moet no moet and shandon moet and shandon yeah shandon shandon i i've only heard it pronounced in the uh, Queen song, yeah, Moet and Shandon. I'm just, I don't, I, I've never heard it pronounced. So if we're not getting it right, someone please let no, us. No, but know. but it is that that's how it's pronounced. Okay, I'm just saying. I I've know never... how to pronounce it. I know how to say words. Well, let's roll the tape back and hear you say Ansel Elgort t- more than once. You know, <laughs> you can. Are smart. I know. Stop. Um, can't stop. What if I was able? There's a platypus controlling me. He's underneath the table. Okay, you know you need to stop so I can wrap this up. Um, so, anyways, the bottle has a little blurb on the back, and it says, "Vibrant, generous, and alluring. The Moet Imperial style is distinguished by a bright fruitiness, an enticing palate, and an elegant maturity." So. This wine was, the champagne was so good. It was so good. Um, I did find a proper explanation because I was having a slight difficult time uh, trying to really put into words, like, my my taste buds just kind of exploded with happiness. Like, they were were throwing a party. I was throwing a party. There was sushi involved. It was just, I I was, I, I just kind of floated away on a, sushi roll with champagne it was a good night but anyways i was having a difficult time trying to describe the flavors and stuff because it's really unlike anything else i've ever tried so it's obviously similar to a sparkling wine or to a prosecco it has that dryness that you've come to expect from some of those sparklings, but there's so much more depth to it. So um, the explanation, the definition, the whatever you want to call it, um, I found in it's a really good uh, description of what the flavor was like. Toasted hazelnut and smoke notes in this harmonious version with flavors of pastry, passion fruit, and ginger. Fine and creamy with a mouth-watering finish. Like, that's the best way I've, I've seen anybody else describe it. Um, it's, it's light and it's fruity, but it's complex. It's a little smoky and dry. Like, it's so many things. It paired really well with the light, uh, like, the, with the sushi that we were having. So, you know, pairs really well with, like, lighter dishes. Oh, but it's so good. I want more. Please, sir, I'd like some more. I'm sure we'll get some at some point. Oh, no. Like, this is definitely... Um, so, my boss was saying that it's something that him and his wife 
uh, they partake of on special occasions a couple times a year, you know, kind of have to not a not an everyday thing. Although I would love to make it an everyday thing. I, I win the lottery so I can drink champagne every day. I'm trying. So, anyways, that's why I just wanted to talk about my experience with Moet and Shandon Imperial my Champagne. Yeah, my two, my two new best friends. I love them so much. Um, yeah, I don't have a science thing today because my brain's been melting over what I've been doing with You're work. Melting. The amount of podcasts I've done in the last Drain two days. Rain is modern. It's nuts. But uh, yeah, we're going to be... Uh, we'll be back to our reg- regularly scheduled programming next week. And uh, way to uh, show us how well you... How, how good you word. Shut up. It is late. <laughs> I'm aware. I am tired. Yeah, and I still have to put all this together and upload it. And this isn't a competition, Patrick. Listen, you're the one saying, I know words. I, 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 I know words. I should shut I know you. how they're supposed to sound. <laughs> I just don't always say them the right way. I don't way word good. Sometimes. But I, do, I don't word good, but I do other things good. I'm not good. Will you please help me? I'm good at lots of other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, we will be back obviously next Thursday with a new episode, uh, maybe with John Reese Davies, maybe with uh, a new character that we're gonna cover. But either way, it's gonna be a good time, and you're gonna be uh, the entertained. first battle of yep, 2021 is going to uh, debut next week. Yep. And uh, hopefully it'll be a good one that really uh, is thought-provoking and uh, really makes you makes you want to do more research into the characters. So uh, I think with that being said, we, we will, will see you, you next Thursday. Thursday.